0: Hey, hey, it's Ellie here.
1: Hey there, gorgeous. I know it's hard living in today's world to find out the right one for you, but trust me, I've been thinking the same thing for years now. But
0: let me tell you about mine and how you can stay away from making the same mistakes as me.
1: Okay, so let's just take a little bit of a backtrack and discuss what we did talk about last episode, So I began speaking to y'all about my past relationship with my high school boyfriend and how that didn't work out. And then COVID happened and I started talking to this other guy. So let's just get a little deeper into what all he did, what was good and what was bad, because honestly, I am the type of person Yes, if you did screw me over, that is not right, but I still am going to find a way to get past that. I don't hold grudges, and I'm going to find a way to still like you. And thinking about that, I recently has been I have been watching Euphoria, and there was a quote that was said in Euphoria, and it said, The time is to come, so you must forgive graciously. And that really just kind of stuck out to me, and it honestly kind of blew me away a little bit because I am an only child, and not only am I an only child, I am a girl. So, therefore, my mom and my dad have a really big piece of their heart that is set onto me. And as soon as I heard that quote, I texted my mother, and I said, okay, so I just heard this quote, and I really think it's something we need to hear so I sent that quote to her and she texted me back and she says, I guess I don't forgive graciously or I guess I'm not gracious. And I said, I never said that. I just think that is something we all need to hear and really think about when we're mad at somebody. But then again, <clears throat> we, like we want to be able to get over it. Because that's the complete opposite between me and my mom. That is one thing that we do not get along with each other with is always I'm like seeing the good side of things. And mom is saying she's a realist. So therefore, she's going to see what she thinks is going to be the real side. And I've always told her, I'm like, yeah, they did me bad. But mom, we have to forgive them to be able to move on. And honestly, that has really stuck with me, not only within the past two years, but I think it's something that will carry on with me, almost like a soft skill throughout the rest of my life. Just hearing that made me really consider being able to forgive graciously the next time something like that does happen to me. So to start about the guy that I started talking to during COVID, he is four almost five years older than me and I know what y'all are thinking oh my gosh that is completely insane well me and him started working together when I was 16 and he had just started college and therefore I was still working while I was in high school so I would work there seasonal while he worked there year-round while he was going to college and I kind of just hit it off with him better than I've hit it off with anyone I've come in contact with And thinking about it, we had lots of things in common. I mean, really big sports fanatic. We thought the same way. We had the same personality. We're both very outgoing. So that really just kind of stood out. I was like, wow, I've never clicked with somebody this easily. So we went to work, and lucky me, my boss always seemed to have me and him on the schedule together. And so we would go into work, we would go into the back, and we would clock in. We'd be like, okay, here's our sheets for the day. The sheet would be like a cardstock piece of paper, and it would have your name, your boss's name, who was in charge of you that day. And not only that, I worked at Buckle, so we would have like this thing titled jeans tops shoes accessories and then it would have extra grid sheet like grid information on it and it would say like if you had a customer you would write your customer's name down you would write how many jeans you gave for them to put in the dressing room for them to try on so so on and so forth with like the rest of the accessories and everything else and not only would you put that on there, you would sit down and you would say like what size they wore so you know what you could go back and pull again. So, when you
0: would go pull again, you would just keep putting things on top of their dresser dressing room for them to start trying on and everything. And those cards, I got one every new day when I went to work. And so, when you would get rid of your old card, we would have like... Almost like something you would stick over a door to put shoes in. And it would have our names on it. And so I would stick mine in my slot every day. But there was one day that I did not. And it was because there was a note written on my card. And I had laid my card down like right next to the cash register. To where I was going to pull other stuff. And I forgot I had laid it down. I laid it down for maybe five minutes. And when I laid it down at the cash register, I didn't think anything about it, but he was standing right behind the cash register. And I come back uh, looking around the cash register. I'm like, where's my sheet? I need to put this woman with her size down so I know what I can pull for her later when she's getting ready to leave the store and purchase jeans that she was wanting. And so he says, oh, it's right here. And don't forget, there's something special on there today. And I was like, Okay, so I opened my sheet up and it says his name so blank loves you. And the love said it was a heart. It wasn't spelled out in loves. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, can you imagine the guy you're crushing on so bad writes that on a sheet? Well, I literally almost fell out on the floor. I was like, oh my gosh, 100%. I'm going to make sure as soon as I am of age and where we both are on the same page, I am going to make sure that I message this ma'am. And so I didn't put my sheet in my slot that day. I never got in trouble for it, thank goodness. But I took it home and I was like, mom, 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 look, he wrote on my sheet. It says he loves me. Like, this is insane. And during this time, he had a girlfriend. And so, I was, mom was like, Ellie, I think he was just joking about that. So, I'm like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't joking. So, we go back to work, and we continue working with, it, with each other. And when we worked with each other, I was 16, like I said. I had this nickname, because I have always looked older than my age. I had this nickname called Jailbait. And yeah, that's not the most nice name, but it was probably the most realistic name at that time because we would always have older people come shop in our store and they would tend to flirt with me. And when they would flirt with me, I think he would get a little mad because one time there was this older man, he was probably in his 60s shopping for his grandson. He came up to me and He just started talking, and whenever I would move to table to table, trying to, like, walk away from this man, he kept walking up to me. So that guy I'm crushing on, one day when that was happening, he walks up to the man, and he goes, Hey, she's 16. You might want to back off. So I was like, this guy's acting like he's my big brother over here. Like, if I were to have a big brother, that's exactly what he would do. So that happened, and I was like, You know, he's standing up for me like, I really like this. So we had like, yeah, we flirted with each other at work. But then again, like we stood up for each other when we needed to. So like we would go to work, we'd have fun with each other and I would only work season. So therefore, when I wasn't in season able to work, I would make sure to tell my mom, hey, I need to go buy a new pair of jeans or hey, I need this top. So, I would always look at the sheet and say, he's working this day. We can go, you know, probably say like 11, between 11 and 7 at night. And so, she'd be like, okay, yeah. She wouldn't think anything about it. And so, I would always walk in. I would walk to the guy's side and be like, hey, how's everybody doing? Hello, how are you? I would just make like easy conversation with them. Well, I didn't really think about it, but... When we were working, you know, me and him would flirt, but then again, like, we would still work and get our stuff done. And I don't really think anybody said anything to us, but now that I'm older and I'm listening to people I used to work with, they were like, yeah, y'all used to flirt a lot more than y'all thought y'all did. So, he had a younger brother, and I know y'all are about to think I'm terrible for this, but I was 16, so I didn't really think anything about it. So... His brother was a year older than me, and I remember one day he was like, Ellie, you should really hit my brother up. So I was like, hmm, well, you know, I'm usually not the type of girl to message a guy first. If they want to talk to me, they'll message me first. And girls, I would take that and keep it in your back pocket, because in the long run, yeah, you're going to have guys that are like, you never message me, blah, blah, blah. But no, that makes a guy realize, like, If I want this girl, I'm not necessarily going to have to chase her, but I am going to have to make her know that I am interested in her and like, I want her to know that I do want to talk to her. So I said, well, I'm not the type of girl to message a guy first. So if you think he should talk to me, then, you know, give him my snap. I know you have my Snapchat and have him message me. So he was like, okay, I'll do that. Next thing I know, I have a Snapchat notification pop up on my phone from his brother. And I was 16, so I was like, you know, he's like, he he lives at home with his brother. It's going to give me the chance to see him outside of work if I am talking to his brother. And I know that sounds completely terrible, but it is what it is. So I would take a 30-minute drive when I got off at 10 o'clock at night to their house and I would hang out with him and his brother and when I did that me and his brother kind of we hung out like two or three times not really that much I wasn't as into his brother as I was into him but we're still good friends with each other like we'll still talk to each other every now and then me and his brother and that didn't really work out wasn't really butthurt about that so I would just kept going to work and I remember walking in one day while that guy still had his girlfriend. And he was acting really odd. Like it, had, it was a Monday, I think. No, it was a Sunday. And so I walk in Sunday to work. And he was acting really odd. And I was like, hey, you know, blank name. Who, like what? what's going on? He's like, you know, my girlfriend cheated on me. I'm just really down in the dumps, really sad. And me being me and getting a little... I guess, perky about myself, I was like, well, you know, you should break up with her and you should date me. I was like, I wouldn't ever treat you like that, blah, blah, blah. And now that I think about it, yeah, I, I really just kind of opened my mouth when I shouldn't have. And I think that's because I'm a Sagittarius, honestly. I really need to think about what I say before I say it. So me and him got to talking about that and I was like, I was making him feel better. And by the end of work, he was same as always. He was this happy, outgoing guy. Spoke to anybody he knew. Acted like everybody was his friend. And me and him would always close the store to t- together. We always seemed to have this one person that would walk in, him and his mother. And they would, we close the store at 9. And then after that, we have like post-work chores that we have to do. So they would always walk in, 8.48. I can remember it clear as day. And they would start, you know, looking around, picking up jeans. Well, would you look, some would you like to look at this? And it got to the point where that guy I was flirting with, he got a little aggravated. And he's like, hey, so our cash registers close at 930. Um, if y'all are still looking around, like I understand that. I can pull something real quick. Y'all can try it on. We can get y'all to purchase these jeans and we'll all be able to go home. And I was like dang this boy really is ready to go home so that happened like three or four times and it kind of made me think i was like like he's ready to get his like practically shi you know he's ready to get that done and get out he was just like me like we understood how it both went now don't get me wrong yes we did work when we needed to work but when it was time to close the store. We got our crap done, and we got ready to get out. So, I am the type of person, when I'm at work, I usually don't get on my phone very much. But, as I, like, think about him more and more now, I'll go back through my camera roll, and I'm like, dang, I kind of was on my phone a lot. Because I always seem to find these videos of him, you know, being himself, outgoing and funny. Just, it was jokes. Like, it was all around jokes. There's pictures of me and him smiling. There's a video of him dancing around in the store. At one point he was on his knees in the floor fixing a top and I thought it was funny. Like those are just kind of good memories to look back at now and be like this was the kind of job I think I needed in my life at that time. Being young and getting to know people and like I've always said to myself there's a reason you meet people in your life. They either teach you a lesson Or they're going to be there for you forever and ever. And I really think that that, yes, did teach me a lesson. But I honestly don't think we have ended on good enough terms. Like, I don't think we're done, honestly. But, you know, it is all in God's will. He's going to say, this is your person when you meet your person. So, when I stopped working there, he had not worked there for going on a year and it was because he had just taken his first job and so that was that was kind of different and it work just wasn't as much fun so when he graduated college I messaged him and I said you know happy graduation day I'm so glad you're getting to chase your dreams and he's like well thank you so much you know me and you should go out and eat some time and let me update you on how everything's going how this first job is taking me I was like okay yeah well that never ended up happening so, me and him kind of died off for going on a year or two, and like I talked about on last episode, me and him hit it back up on his birthday, and now we're getting a little in closer to, like, recently within the past two, two three years, and me and him messaged on his birthday while I had that boyfriend probably more than we should have, like I said. So, just to skip past a few parts of that, after... We broke that. Me and that guy broke up. Me and him started talking. I would drive an hour and a half, um, three or four days out of a seven day uh, week to his house, and he still lived with his dad. And I remember, like, the back of my hand, that first day I went over to his house. It's when Outer Banks had just come out, and me and him were so excited. We're like, we're going to binge watch this show, we're going to watch every single second of it together. And I pull in, and going on my senior year, I had just gotten this new car. It was a Jeep Grand Cherokee, so it was an upgrade from my Toyota Corolla. I just personally like to drive bigger cars because I am 5'10", so I need something a little taller for me, a little more roomier, might I say. And so, I pull into his driveway, and he is sitting on the tailgate of his truck in Chalko's Red Shorts a white shirt, and a Morgan Wallen cap, and I pull in. I'm, you know, all giddy and excited, and he's just kind of swinging his feet on his tailgate. I get out of my vehicle. First thing he says to me after not seeing me for going on a year and a half, he says, nice mom car. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the first thing you say to me when you haven't seen me in two years, so I was like, you know, yeah, I really do like this car, it's it's pretty great, and he jumps off of his tailgate, walks up, and gives me a hug, and it feels like all life had been brought back, like, honestly, like, if it was a rainy day, and, you know, all of a sudden, it clears up, and it's all sunny, and springy, and, like, the, that feeling was amazing, so we start talking for a little bit, me and him sit back on his tailgate, we kind of update each other about what had happened recently with everything that's going on, and his dad pulls in. Well, when his dad pulled in, I was like, oh, so I'm apparently getting to meet the family. That's what I thought to myself, because I know his mom and dad are divorced, and I mean, I've seen his mom kind of here and there, but I've never really got to talk to her at that point in time, and so I was like, you know, his dad got out of the vehicle, hey, son, how are you doing? What have you been doing today? So he just kind of updated him about that. And his dad said, well, who is this? And he said, you know, this is Ellie. Me and her used to work together. Um, She's going to be at the house a little more. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is going exactly how I've dreamt of it going. And, you know, me and his dad got to talk in. He's like, well, you know, are you going to college? So I let him know. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be attending Arkansas State University with a major in creative media productions and an emphasis in sports broadcast. That blew his dad away, just to tell you the least, because his dad is a coach. So he was like, you know, that's, that's really neat. Well, I'm glad I finally got to meet you. I'm a little sweaty from working outside, so I'm going to go in and take a shower. So his dad, you know, gave him a hug, uh, shook my hand, walked inside. I was like, you know, your dad's really nice. He's like, yeah, he's really nice, and I'm really glad he's letting me live at home just a little bit longer till I get, you know, my job completely on track and I'm able to go buy a house. And I'm like, you know, this boy really does have his crap in line. Like, that's honestly really smart. He's not going to be in any student debt. He's waiting till just the right time. Like, he's got all of his crap in line, honestly. And so he's like, you know, how about we go inside? I'll show you around the house a little bit. And we hop on that show and start watching Out of Banks. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. So we walked inside. He showed me around. Luckily, his brother was not there anymore. His brother had been in college for about a year playing football. And so we went inside. He showed me around. And we went back to his room. And when we walked in his room, I knew he was a dirt racing Type of person, but I did not know I would walk into a room with walls filled with the side of dirt racing car numbers. So I was like, you know, I started a conversation about that. Like I didn't know very much about it. And he was telling me all about it, and it was just really interesting. So we get into his room and we sit on the bed and we start watching Outer Banks. And I decided to take my senior ring off and set it on his bedside table. And so when we sat there and started watching Outer Banks, you know, he put his arm around me. And when I say I wanted to literally pass away because I had such a good feeling, I could have passed out on the floor, honestly. And we started watching, and it was just, it was just great. Like, the characters in the, in the storyline were really great, and they honestly had close to the same like top of love I feel like at that time me and him had with each other so it was just a really relatable show to watch in my opinion and I say we sat there and watched three or four hours straight Outer Banks and you know it got to be like dark outside 10 o'clock at night I was like you know I still have to make this like almost an hour and a half drive home I'm gonna head out he was like okay well let me know when you make it home I'm gonna walk you out he walks me out to my car And lays it on me. Starts kissing me. And I could not have asked for a better night, honestly. Long enough for me to have unlocked my car. My car was like, okay, well there's nobody getting in this car. My car locked back. And I heard it. And I stopped, like, we stopped kissing. And I was like, so apparently I've been kissing long enough that my car says it's time for me to get in and go home. So he's like, okay, I understand that. Um, let me know when you make it home. So I hopped in my car, he walked back in his house, and I started driving home. And one thing me and my mom always do is talk on my way home. And that hour and a half drive felt like it was 20 minutes because I was explaining to her how great my afternoon was, uh, what we talked about, what we had done in the past, and what we're going to do later on. And she said, Ellie, I have never heard that type of love come out of your voice and I was like well what do you mean she's like no like I I don't think you understand you're falling so hard for this boy right now and she said I've never seen you this happy before and I said mom I think it's really because I've dreamt about this boy for so long and I think we have a future together like he's the only one and when I say he's the only one I can see I mean he's the only one I could ever picture a future with at that point in time and I'd never had that feeling in my life. So I got back home and I texted him saying, "Hey, I made it home." And he said, "That's great, but did you forget something?" And I was thinking to myself like, "No, what could I have forgot?" So he sends me this picture of my senior ring on his thumb, and it didn't even fit on his thumb, barely passed his fingernail. And I said, oh my gosh, I really forgot that. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to drive right back up and pick it up so you don't have to worry about it. He's like, no, that just gives me another chance to see you. So therefore, that was another reason I started falling in love even more with him. And he messaged me a little more. And I say we messaged till probably two o'clock in the morning. And it got to the point where I was like, hey, I have to get up in the morning and do some things. So I'm probably going to get some rest. So he said, good night. I had the most amazing time with you. I can't wait to see you again. So therefore, I did get a little more giddy and we sent those sweet goodnight messages and I went to bed. The next few days, me and him messaged nonstop. I was on my phone way too much. And we just talked about like the next time we were going to hang out, he lived in this like t- cove type. So therefore, it was like a dead end street and they had this basketball go. Me and him said, next time we hang out, since we were both athletes in high school, we're going to show you how my high school did their athletics compared to how your high school did their athletics. So I was like, okay, let's play a pickup game. He said, okay, and I will show you how that three-point is shot. Now, I was a post player in high school, so I didn't shoot a three a whole bunch. I said, I may not be able to shoot threes, but I'll show you how we get it done under the goal. And so we did that and talked a little more about it, and a few weeks went by... We hung out, and when we decided to play that pickup game, let me just tell you, I showed that boy how to play pickup, and when we played pickup, it it was fun, but that yet again, we were still serious about it, so therefore, we got a little excited, and we started talking smack to each other, and let me just say, to wrap it all up in one, I beat that boy's butt by 10 points. We do Hawks you represent over here with that basketball state championship ring. And so he's a very competitive player. You know, he was kind of aggravated. He's like, a girl beat me. Not only did a girl beat me, a girl post player beat me. And I was like, you know, I just taught you a few things you might be able to take into your life now on. So we played basketball and we went back inside. And not only did we go back inside, get ready to watch Outer Banks, um, Michael Jordan's documentary had just come out. So we were like, you know, we just played basketball. Why not watch this documentary? So we sat down and watched that documentary. And every week, they released two episodes. So we laid in bed after I changed into some nicer clothes where I wasn't sweaty. We laid in bed and watched the Michael Jordan documentary. And I don't want to get into the Jordan documentary too much. But we sat there and watched that whole thing. So we sat there and hung out with each other for a little bit. And watched the show. And as soon as it was over with, you know, once again, I said, it's time for me to go home, see my family a little bit, and go to bed. He said, okay, I get it. You can go home and go to bed. And I'll see you again some other time. And so I said, okay, you know, that sounds really great. And he soon then got a job and moved about 45 minutes away from where he was currently living. And so when he moved, we stopped talking for a little bit and it was maybe like a week, but then we picked it right back up. And when we picked it right back up, it's like we had never missed a beat. And so me and him would hang out with his neighbors and his, some of his neighbors were super sweet. Some of them were young. Some of them had kids. Like it was just a great feeling all over. It felt like, you know, all these families were hanging out together including me and him it's like we weren't dating but it was everything without the title type of thing so we would hang out with them and we would talk you know sports of the week he had just got a coaching job and what they were going to start doing in that coaching job it it was just great being able to go over there and watch sports with all their families hang out with all of them and then go back and watch dirt racing But we would watch football with the families, and then we would eat dinner with them and decide to walk back over to his place. And we would sit back down on his couch, we would enjoy a drink, and we would watch Dirt Racing, because Dirt Racing was probably his most favorite thing to watch if it wasn't sports. And the way he brought so much vocabulary, I could probably sit here and tell you things about Dirt Racing that I never thought I would ever even knowing. And so... That would get to be, like, 11 o'clock after the dirt races got finished. And we would cheer on his friends while they were competing in the dirt races. They would win, so it would be a great night. And so, when it was, like, later at night, I just ended up saying, you know, it's late. Um, need to get ready to go home. And he'd say, no, it's okay. You can just stay here if you want to. And I would end up staying there. So, we would just, you know, enjoy the rest of the night. And I kept thinking to myself, is this boy ever going to ask me out or do I need to move on? Well, I don't want to get into it too much, but we'll talk about that more in the next episode of Come On, Treat Her Right. And I'll let y'all know a little more of the inside on this past relationship that screwed me up so bad in the head, but has yet still made me the woman that I am today. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast and I can't wait to update you more on the next one. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,